It came from Gen X. Hey everybody, welcome to It Came From Gen X. We are back again. Yeah, that's right, put it up there, fish. <laughs> we are back again here with you on the... Wow, we're getting close to 50 episodes down the stretch here. Yeah, we're getting there, getting close. It's like 46, 47, something like that. We have 40, okay, uh, well, we're we're going to do something when we hit yeah, 50. that's right. I don't know what, but we're going to have a little party or yeah. something. So I'm here with Brian Fisher, our brother, our compadre, our partner in crime, Mike Skinner, is not here with us tonight. Uh, feeling it a little bit, and uh, we wish him the absolute best. He is certainly going to be missed tonight, but we are going to toe the line, as we all do when one of us is, is, is not here. What's going on, Fish? Hey, man, this is actually episode 42. 42 okay yeah so we got a couple more to go here but uh yeah and I, we have noticed that uh while we're talking about episodes and all that we've recognized our our listeners in other countries right now mm -hmm. germany uh germany keeps moving up the list so uh somebody out there in germany it could be one guy i don't know yeah but somebody out there continues to listen out there in Germany. The percentage of listens keep going up. So you're out there. Thank you for your, for your support. Can't thank but, you enough. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm doing all right, man. Good, good relaxing weekend. Allie's been sick, but she's getting better. So I'm looking forward to seeing her. Uh, but uh, yeah, other than that, That's just uh, chill and I'll get ready for Christmas and end a year push at work and all that crap. So good to be here. Okay. Me too. Yeah. I had a, uh very nice Friday night with uh, Mary Beth. I had a great evening and uh, was in the house the rest of the weekend. But did get to watch the Michigan Wolverines on Saturday, and that just hurt me to my heart. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> we are from Ohio, and I tell you, if you would have told me at in summertime that the playoffs would have one team from Ohio and one team from the Big Ten, and neither of them would be Ohio State Buckeyes. I would have told you you were on drugs. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy season, all right. That's for yes, sure. Yes, it has been. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. But welcome to our show. This is a show is just basically to put it in a nutshell about life through the eyes of Gen Xers, and we try to educate. We try to have a lot of fun, and we try to be uh, very upfront. We're not into politically correct. However, we are sensitive to those of us who may be different or think different or feel different or worship different or look different or whatever. But we're going to call it like it is. With that being said, Fish, tell them where they can find us. All right. Well, you might be listening to us on uh, WMVU.org, Global Internet Radio, Mondays from 78 p.m. Eastern. Just pull up their uh, app or their site, hit Live Listen, and you're recorded uh episode each and every week you can listen to us whenever you want to on demand on your favorite podcast platforms we are on apple Podcasts, google podcast overcast spotify and more just look for us out there give us a subscribe for free and as we publish new episodes they'll pop in your uh, podcast feed for you to listen at your leisure all links to our show our videos so we put video versions out there on our youtube channel it came from gen x uh facebook uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, we're out there and all those uh, social media platforms. You can link to those right through our Linktree account. Just look up Linktree. It came from Gen X and you'll find our Linktree page. Nothing to log into, just simply a platform to all of our social media links. And our website, it came from Gen X, all one word, dot wordpress.com. All show information is there on the, on the website, links to the shows, links to the videos, uh, promos, everything is there. So if you go to one place to keep up with us, go to our website and our Facebook page. Also has a lot of good stuff there too, links to our stuff as well on our Facebook page at It Came From Gen X. So if you like our stuff, tell a friend, subscribe, like. If you really like our stuff, uh, consider becoming a Patreon uh, for a small donation or whatever you want to do. Again, you don't have to do that, but if you if you wish to do that, consider it. Uh, you can find that information on our website page via a Patreon link. So, right. Thank and you so you much know, for your support. Go ahead. You might even want to be a sponsor. Sure. 
and we would love that. And with that being said, tell them about our great sponsor. Yes, absolutely. So our first uh, official sponsor is RPM Bike Shop. Uh, you can find their information on Facebook. Just look up RPM Bike Shop. Uh, it's a family-owned business right out of uh, Carrollton, Ohio. Uh, great electric bikes. So they have different sizes, different styles. These are bikes you could ride like a normal bike and use an electric charged boost to get you up. And, some... and I think it's so cool. I don't yeah, mean to interrupt you, but I just no. think it's the it's so cool that they're a sponsor and it's 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 such the opposite of a Gen X thing. A bike that's electric. It's so opposite of, of what we are about, and it is the coolest thing. So I think it fits in great with the show. Um, yeah. it's a dichotomy here, okay? On a bike that you can Turn on the electric juice and, and ride it. And I saw them. They're amazing, amazing devices. So but that was just kind of yeah. cool. Absolutely. All, all their information is there. Look them up. Their phone numbers there and everything. Just go to the Facebook page, RP on Bike Shop. Look them up. Uh, they'll be happy to give you a quote and you yes. know, arrange a showing of, of the bikes, I'm sure. Uh, you get some photos there on the webpage as well. But, yeah, I agree with you. It's like a, our time growing up. You know, if you wanted to get to somebody, you wanted to see uh, what your friends were doing, Pedal as we power, know. baby. Yeah, you yeah. had to go over, <laughs> ride your bike over there and check it out. So now yeah. if, if we only had an electric bike, you know, <laughs> I had so, I had a moped back then for a little while. Oh, I, I that wanted was a, one so oh, that bad. That was the coolest shit at the time, man. Oh, man, I wanted one but, so bad. Yeah, yeah, you were somebody if you had a moped, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was Gee pretty cool. Man, my life would have been so different. <laughs> But hey, listen, when you when you call them up about uh, RPM, if you tell them that we recommend you, yeah. uh they'll charge you double. So yeah. don't don't they, mention us. Yeah. <laughs> they might or they yeah. They show one they of those might guys hang up the phone on you too, so Yeah, you, you never yeah, you never know. But uh, yeah, check check them out. <laughs> great product, great uh, great family business. All right. Now, <clears throat> we do the video version of the show. Mm -hmm. basically so one people can see my beautiful face that's right and two just to see what we're wearing today that's right now i normally let you go first but i'm going to say this <laughs> i was going to wear my birthday present from my buddy here brian fisher mm. i didn't have it available last week i had it ready uh hanging right here mm -hmm. beside me for tonight and the only reason i'm not wearing it is because our brother skinner's not here i'm gonna wait for him Okay. And number two, I had to represent my boys, the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm. pulling it out last night. I think I wet myself. <laughs> I don't need this kind of pressure, but what a game, what a game. When those two play, I tell you, it's something. Yeah, it was it was definitely entertaining. I I don't know that I understood the understood the two point uh, call at the end. Although the the the, the tight end was open, he is overthrown. Uh, yeah. Ravens could have won that game, but that's all right. I, I I didn't understand it myself when you got the best kicker in football. Yeah, and offensively, we obviously couldn't. You know, you you had a good chance to drive down the field. But that being said, um, there's different takes on that. Number one, the call was there, the execution wasn't okay. Yep, that's right. But at this, and then a lot of people said, well, actually, no, give JT Watt uh, or TJ Watt credit. He disrupted that play. But no, I. You got to blame the the offensive coordinator. How do you call a play where you don't block the NFL sack leader? Mm -hmm. He's the number one disruptive force in pro football. How do you design a play where you say, let's not block this guy? So that's who screwed that play up, in my opinion. So. Yep. Yeah, they had a chance, but fun yeah. game. Yeah. Fun game. Always a fun game with those two. So you know the second one is going to be. Even even better because the Steelers season was on the line yesterday, oh, yeah. and will continue to be so. But I wanted to just represent and show some love for my team. All right, so yeah. hey, Christavus, Dominic, my brother at WMBU.org, we love you and we want to say thank you for uh, providing opportunities and also just this format of entertainment free radio. And a shout out to my nephew Michael Skinner Jr our producer and we appreciate you so much my brother and we dedicate this show to our brother mike skinner who is out tonight along with marcy we dedicate this show to you and let's get this thing cooking all right all right boo, boo, boo. world news start us off fish okay so we had a uh, pretty significant uh, political icon uh 
pass away yesterday. So uh, Senator, former Senator Bob Dole uh, passed away with a, a, a battle with lung cancer. He just announced that he, of course, he's been, bat- he's been battling it for a while, but he just announced he had it on Friday. Mm-hmm. And over the weekend, he passed away in his sleep, 98 years of age. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, you know, certainly in our generation, we all know who Bob Dole was. I mean, he ran mm-hmm. uh, against Clinton as the Republican uh, nominee back in the 90s. Right. He served over 30 years representing Kansas in both chambers of Congress. He was a decorated World War II veteran and Kansas Republican lawmaker who until 2018 held the record as the Senate's longest-serving Republican leader, a post he held for nearly 11 years. Uh, So a war hero, served our country in many different ways. And never had a chance. No, no. uh, He was known for pushing uh, to make Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday a national holiday and passing the Americans with Disabilities Act. And also mm-hmm. Megan's Law, which protects children from convicted uh, sex offenders. He, and, he was uh, a patriot. Yes. And he did some great things. Yes, but indeed. he never had a chance in that election. And I'm going to tell you why. Number one, um, I think it was around that time, for the first time ever, uh, the younger generation started being involved with yeah. the presidential election process yeah i think uh barack obama brought it to a fever pitch uh with the with the brilliancy of his first campaign um he went to the people that made the xbox games and advertised on the basketball games on the banners and things like that really appealed to a younger younger crowd but anyway uh i think the clinton dole election was the first time the younger people started getting involved in presidential election and with that being said uh he could not relate yeah and it's a shame because as, as a patriot he did some marvelous things and the clinton people knew that that's what they had here you got the good looking brash guy from arkansas with the reputation of being a ladies man and he's cracking jokes and he's cooking up with all the cool people and the most brilliant move of clinton's campaign was going on arsenio and playing saxophone oh yeah and yep. that just killed bob dole and I find it ironic that Bob Dole has passed away a few months, or was it a few months? I mean, not long, right after Norm MacDonald passed yeah. away, who made him a pop right. icon with his portrayal right. of him. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So he Good became, impression. it's so funny. The reason, the irony is the reason why he lost the election, he ended up becoming that. And that's a pop icon. And that was yeah. through, obviously, Norm MacDonald's portrayal of him and Bob Dole and the stiffness of him. But uh, rest in peace, Bob. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, if I recall correctly, Bob Dole made an appearance on SNL with Norm Macdonald. Oh, know, did he? That's I, great. I, I believe he did. Yeah, that was one thing I, I heard a lot about uh, you know, in the news today is you know Bob Dole had a good sense of humor. I mean, he was definitely. Yeah, you know, he did, but yeah. his campaign people didn't didn't do their, re- their due diligence. They should have realized who they were running against and prepared him for that. Uh, quick yeah. little story. Um, when I was at the University of Akron, um, getting my bachelor's in political science. Um, uh, one of the big things we have for this class that they do every year is they have an election for a whole semester. And it's like a really big deal. You run for president of the United States, vice president, so on and so on. They have the Republicans and Democrats and independents. They separate the class and then the, those groups nominate, uh, who they want to run to represent. Uh, I was a Democrat at the time. And the Democrats had nominated me to run. Um, and my only real competition was the, the Republican guy who was much, much younger than I. Uh, some little blonde kid. And we had to make our own commercials. And I thought, man, I'm, I work with ZTV. I'm going to have the best commercials and ads, which I did. They look like real uh, presidential campaign commercials. And we had to get money from his undergrads. We had to come to his undergrad class, give speeches to them, and they had fake money, and we couldn't make a commercial or do an ad unless we showed the actual money to pay for it. So we had to coax his undergrad kids out of their money. And, I, you know, I showed up in my suit, gave a great speech and all that, and showed the videos of me, this, this, that. This kid shows up, you know, with a you know T-shirt on or whatever, 
showed videos of him at frat parties and drinking, you know, just stupid stuff. And I'm like, what a moron. But he was blowing me away in the polls. And I learned I did not relate to these kids. Mm. So I got real smart about it. There was two gorgeous girls that I were friends of mine. Uh, one, Elena from, from Kazakhstan. She's passed away recently. Um, I had them dressed up real sexy like. And they showed up at that class and talked to all the kids and got the money from them for my campaign instead of me doing it. <laughs> Secondly, I released videos of me because they didn't know the, the cool side of me. I showed videos of me playing drums and bands and all this other stuff. And it changed everything. Now, I still got destroyed in the election, <laughs> but the percentage, it, it, it really went up considerably when I could relate. And I think that's what happened with Bob Dole. His people didn't do their due diligence and yep. he could not relate to the, to the, to the new constituents that were, that were coming up in America. So, all right, great. Okay. So let's talk about this day in music. Music. This day, happy birthday to Randy Rhodes. Randy Rose, famed guitar player uh, with Ozzy Osbourne. Of course, a lot of people don't know. Talk about he made his bones with Quiet Riot before that, yeah. before they hit yeah. big. Um, you know, lots of argument came out. Who was Randy Rose's real close friend? Was Quiet Riot? Was I? Whatever. Um, horrible plane crash. Just on a whim, flying a oh, single-engine plane. Just stupid. Stupid idiot. Oh, yeah. Took out, took out a... An- guitar icon that could have done yes. a lot more great things man oh my gosh when you listen to what he did uh to me diary of a madman that whole beginning one of the most brilliant pieces ever yeah put together so you know i grew up learning about this guy he was always considered the greatest one of the greatest after a very small body of work any comments please yeah like you say just just Great stuff. Those early, those early Ozzy albums he was on, just tremendous. And, and it now it makes me want to go back and listen. To, I haven't listened to it in a long time. Mm-hmm. That, that live album that Ozzy released with Randy Rhodes as a tribute to him after his passing, that is just, yeah. Yeah, that puts you right in the feel of a concert with Randy Rhodes and just incredible, incredible yeah, he stuff. Was something. So very, very talented, real, real shame. Uh, so yeah, definitely go back and listen to some of the earlier albums with Ozzy yeah. and, uh, with, with him. Absolutely. Now the, th- the thing that I remember, um, after Randy Rhodes, it, it seemed like it became this competition between Ozzy and Dio, uh, obviously yeah. because of the black Sabbath thing, but there was this competition during their solo career and who could find the next big thing guitar player wise. Uh, obviously Ozzy pivoted, uh, well, there was some, some Brad Gillis stuff in there, uh, who went on with night Ranger, but, uh, the, the next icon he found was Jakey Lee. Yep. Um, yep. and you know, a couple of great guys after that, then, you know, there was, uh, some really great players, uh, with Dio, you know, he started off with Vivian Campbell and, and, you know, he found what's the, the young kid, I think it was 16 years old. Can't think of his name off the bat. But there was always this big thing of who's going to find the next great guitar player. And I think the whole Randy Rose being so young kind of started that whole thing. So, Yep. But then when Ozzy got Zach Wilde, that was a whole other level at the time for him. And absolutely. Yeah, I'm a huge Jakey Lee guy. But like Zach Wilde's a yeah. bad boy. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, uh, Ozzy's going to go back on tour, I think, next year. And Zach is going to rejoin him on tour. okay yeah i got yeah. to open up for zach with the uh demarco brothers band and hang out Very with good. him and he's a super great guy so yeah okay also yeah this day uh for our celebrity uh music desk roy orbison died this day in 1988 mm. i remember hearing about that and the people that i were with brought it up and i was kind of like so and I was shocked to hear what huge Roy Orbison fans they were. These were like rock guys. And when they started talking about why, I started listening to Roy Orbison and I realized how awesome and cool this guy was. One of the most unique and amazing voices ever. And you talk about cool. He was the epitome of cool. He was one of the coolest non-rock guys or pop guys that I've ever seen. And I thought I could talk about uh, a few more guys who who fit into that category, who were just the epitome of cool on a Roy Orbison level. 
Um, the first name that comes to me is the man in black, Johnny Cash. Sure. I've never seen anybody surpass genres, race, or whatever, who just epitomized cool. What was so cool about Johnny Cash? I don't know, just this whole vibe, you know, the whole man in black thing. You know, his voice was awesome. Yeah, definitely. His whole, his whole attitude toward, you know, just F the man type stuff. And then when he mm-hmm. played a Folsom prison, that was a whole yep. thing. So I don't know. Just the whole, like you say, just it, guys like that are just cool. And they're not, they're not even really trying to be cool. You know what I'm saying? It's just that's they're a being great point. We're going to revisit know? that. That's a great point. And the yeah. things he did with the prison, whatever, you know, he was in it for the real reasons, man. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love the guy. He didn't wear black to try to be cool. He wore black because he didn't care about any other color. You know, he didn't want to yeah. wear anything else. Um, and also in the way he approached his songs, which were totally unique to this day, uh, his vocal structure, he was just a really, really cool dude. Um, yeah. Yeah, another guy too. Obviously, um, maybe he was trying to be cool, but he really, really was. Like I think that was Frank Sinatra, sure. um, as far as an old dude. Uh, Frank had the voice. Yeah, if you got a voice nowadays, man, you can get over. Uh, but Frank had a voice. He had the look. Um, he was like one of the first uh, people to put together a, a posse, if you will, a Rat Pack. <laughs> yeah any of those guys you could say it fit that yeah. fits that description, every last you know? one of them, absolutely you know uh i don't think sammy davis jr gets enough credit for how talented this guy was sure unbelievable singer unbelievable dancer one of the greatest drummers ever a lot of people don't know that if you haven't look up sammy davis on the drums uh-huh. ridiculous man um just just an amazing amazing group so uh Rest in peace, Roy Orbison, nineteen eighty-eight. Okay, guys, go ahead. I was just saying his sunglasses too. It just you know, his story was he he yeah. went somewhere and forgot his regular glasses, you know, and it's it was as simple as that. And he had, all he really? had was his yeah, all he had was his prescription sunglasses. So he went out and performed so he could see. And people were just like, you know, <laughs> why is he wearing the sunglasses? And it just worked for him, and he and he just did it ever since. You know, what that's I'm awesome. He just forgot his regular glasses. That's how you man it worked for him too. Yeah. That's a great story. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. All right. This day in music, nineteen eighty six. The song The Final Countdown. Man. What the number one. Hmm. I I never forget seeing the video on MTV. I'm like, what is this? At this really cool beginning and spaceships and this you know, whole end of the world type vibe. It was just uh, pretty amazing. It, this song is right down the middle. People hate it or love it. I've always yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, I know it can be campy and I know it got overplayed, but overplaying just means the song is that popular and that good. People say it's been overplayed. Well, people like it. You want to hear it. So you can't avoid overplaying. That's, mm-hmm. that's just part of the nature of the beast. So, um, it became one of the greatest arena songs of all time. It sure did. You know, the keyboard thing starts, yep. and it just hypes people. Um, I know my Pittsburgh Steelers, the third period, they always play the song Renegade because of that amazing beginning by the band Sticks hypes the whole crowd up. Fish, there were some, some great arena songs in our generation growing up that are still, still uh, going on today. Just want to talk about a few of those and get your thoughts. Um, number one, and I know this one is, is special to us. Uh, we will rock you, and we are the champions by the the great band Queen. We were in band together. Mm-hmm. We dominated a competition together, and that was yep. our song after every competition. Your thoughts on those songs? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I don't know the full story behind it, but the, yeah, I think they, they must have had the idea of We Will Rock You as far as something that more of an anthem. like Definitely for a, certainly a, a stadium well, performance. If you watch the movie. No question, yeah. And I would like to think that it was accurate. They wanted to get the audience involved. And if yeah. you're a musician and you're smart, that's what you want to do, bring them into the song. And so just a simple boom, boom, clap. But, you know, mm-hmm. something everybody can latch on to, whether you had any rhythm or not, one, right. two, clap, and uh, a simple, we will, we will rock you. It was total genius on their part, and it's still working today. 
Yeah, absolutely. Definitely get you uh, pumped up in the crowd. And like you say, we are the champ. How many sports championship moments at any level uh, <laughs> has probably played that song? It's 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 you know, oh. count, countless. I'm sure countless. They submitted themselves in sports lore forever by just saying we are the champions i've heard tons of people come uh over the years and use songs mentioning champion and you know it's a smart move and some of them are, are popular songs um but queen was certainly the first ones to do that to my knowledge and yep. it was brilliant um yep. of course the, one of the bigger songs even than that is rock and roll part two by gary glitter mm-hmm. i'll never forget the first time i heard this i, I haven't heard anything like it and I don't know what it is about this song, but uh, nah, 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 nah. hey, if it's the hey, the crowd participation. Well, why is this song so popular? Like you say, it's just another one of those things. It just it's easy to uh, remember. It's easy to you know have a, a, a whole crowd reaction to. You know, yeah, with the, and everybody with the hey shouting and hey like one that. time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Huge song. Um, let's talk about a little bit more modern songs. Uh, more and more. Of uh, us grew up, uh, Lose Yourself by Eminem moved into that arena. Um, I think it's because of that, builds up anticipation, you know, and then when it just starts going, it's just that everybody starts moving their head to it. I think the younger generation really likes that one. And of course, get ready for this. Um, every office convention. I've been to Kirby conventions, <laughs> you know, sales conventions, and they're playing that song. I was watching the show The Office the other day, and they went to a sales convention. And they were playing that song. Dun, 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 dun. It's kind of annoying, man. But why is that song so big? Again, they all have a similar, you know, vibe to them. You know what I'm saying? It's just it gets you, it gets you hyped up. There's, it's easy to participate as a crowd. Um. I was just looking up here from you know from you know, our hometown Akron, Ohio. The Black Keys have that one stain. You know, uh, shoot, I'm trying to find the name of that there. You know that da 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 da. You know it. it yeah, it, yes. They, they do it at the uh, Ohio State games and stuff like that. So it's kind of mm-hmm. cool to have some local local yeah, talent have a have, cool. have a modern uh, you know, stadium song as well. So I don't know. Yeah, welcome to the jungles. Moving sure. to the arena. Um, Stratus, if you will. Um, I had a few more here. Oh, Thunderstruck. Huge one. ACDC. Yep. Yeah, just that guitar part. And then it really gets you going, your head moving once it starts. Uh, Panama by Van Halen. Yep. Howling for you is the one key. Sorry, Black Keys. Howling for you. That's it. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So, well, congratulations to the band Europe on not just making a hit song, but one that has penetrated the sporting uh, history books forever and good for them. Yep. Okay. So, uh, this day in music, I was looking at a little story about my boy, uh, Keith Richards here. I thought it was kind of funny. I just imagined him sitting at breakfast, reading a newspaper. And it says, in 1972 on this day, while reading the morning newspaper in Nice, France, Rolling Stones, Keith Richards was surprised to learn in the paper that there were arrest warrants, or arrest warrants <laughs> had been issued for him and his girlfriend, Anita Pallenberg, for drug possession. <laughs> but that'll make you spit your orange juice out. It it didn't surprise me one bit. I thought about Keith Richards as I was reading that, and I said, what's the Gen X story here? And he is the epitome of a rock and roller. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. The, the constant cigarettes, the girlfriends that could be his granddaughter. I mean, the guy is so wrinkled up. He looks like his skin he's ironed. Uh, the blood transfusions, and he's still rocking and rolling. And I thought this dude is the epitome of a rock star. I started thinking about a lot of people today who I think they got the handbook and they're checking off the, the lines one by one, trying to be a rock star really bad. And I just don't buy them. Some people do. I don't personally don't. Lenny Kravitz, to me, 
One, I think he plagiarizes a lot of songs, and I think he just tries too hard to be cool. But there are some people who are just a real deal um, when it comes to being a rock star. And I had a, a couple down. You can either comment on these guys or, or name a couple yourself. Um, but the first one that came to mind was um, was uh, David Lee Roth. And uh, I thought he might very well be the greatest front man ever. Um, in, in the history of rock music uh next to, to you got to give it to uh rolling stones front man um mick jagger mick jagger too mm -hmm. but david lee roth came to mind um this guy incorporated the martial arts the sexiness the brassness the boldness he didn't give a crap about nothing you know twirling the mic stand like we've never seen nobody else do it split kicks off the drum riser um, being arrested at shows, I thought he was just the epitome of a rock star. Thoughts on David Lee Roth? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, to you know, the Sammy Hagar Van Halen is it's good. There's some good music in there, but to, it, to me, you know, Van Halen was with David Lee Roth. Like you say, he was back in that era. When you look at him now, you might be like, "Geez, you know, if you're not that familiar with him when he right. was younger." You know, it's like, yeah, kind of a goofy older guy, whatever it is. But, but back in the, you know, 70s and early 80s, man, he was, like you say, he was the epitome was of cool and yeah. rock and roll. Absolutely. Well, uh, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> yeah. When, when, when you bite off the heads uh, of a dove and <laughs> had a record meeting, you're the real deal. <laughs> you're the real deal, dude. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable i mean drugs had a lot to do with all that oh yeah oh yeah but, but you, uh, you are the real mccoy man he has now, some of the craziest stories in, in, yeah, in rock history that you better believe will never be repeated but uh i, I would i'm not yeah. gonna even repeat them on this show but yeah. <laughs> look them up man uh you know the ants and, and the pee i <laughs> yeah yep the bat now hold on let's be honest about the bat story they thought it was fake. Yeah, he thought it was yeah. fake. So yeah. I, I'll give him, yeah. we'll give him a little pass on that. But the dove one. he knew was real. That yes, is, he brought that the is, dove. That is pretty incredible. He brought yeah. the dove to the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I got another one here, and I can't read my writing. It's like it starts with an R. <laughs> but anyway, I'll get back to that one. But also, Jimi Hendrix, man. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy was just cool. Uh, I like Jimmy because Jimmy was his own man. I watched a lot of documentaries from a black person's perspective on Jimi Hendrix. And a lot of black people hated Jimmy because Jimmy. Jimmy didn't take up a cause like they thought he should uh, or do things that they thought he would do. And I respect anybody who's their own person and don't do things because what people expect you do like what people expect you to like. Um, I've been that way my entire life and I've always related to Jimmy. I mean, the way Jimmy dressed. You know, sometimes with the old, you know, Victorian type clothes and shirts or the hippie stuff, you know, sure. the head, the headband he made so cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jimmy was his own dude, man. What a rock star. Thoughts on Jimmy? Yeah. yeah like you say, just the, the guys like he, it's like almost, he was like a Prince type guy before Prince. Yeah. Great, you know great I mean? analogy. Yeah. Just had his, like you say, just any guys that just come up with his own style. There was no damn stylist i'm sure back then saying hey you should wear this it looks cool it's like no i like this hat i like this outfit i like this look i'm going with it that's me and he yeah definitely took it to a whole other level for sure so he, you know, he, and, and, and prince falls in that category too frankly so yeah he, I, I, I was he had his own him, style absolutely as well so you know the only reason I didn't mention him, Prince, was such a given. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's very few people, guys, men, that, you know, are under five foot something that could wear a thong and high heel shoes and eyeliner and take your woman. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You won't even argue about it. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Like, go ahead, baby. I'll pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. I guess Prince took my lady. Well, yeah. What are you gonna do? I you can't know? wait to yep. go tell all the guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's probably happening. I, I, it, oh it, gosh, it'd yes. be great to know that. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh it my gosh, yeah. yes, absolutely. Um, 
I thought, okay, to be fair, we, we pick a couple of pop stars that epitomize the pop culture. And uh, one, I have a lot of respect for. I don't listen to his music a lot. I don't like his music. But as far as being a pop star, I think Justin Timberlake is like, sure. man, what a talent. This guy is, is, is the epitome of what a pop star is. Mm. He has a great sense of humor. He can sing. He can play tons of instruments. He can dance. He's got rhythm. He's got soul. Yeah. Uh, this guy is something else. Yeah, and a great I'm, actor. Yeah, I'm with you. Some of the some of the best uh, Saturday Night Live episodes of all time mm -hmm. is when he he's on there. I think oh he's, he's definitely up there comedically and the, the, blank, the whole blank, Christmas blank special. in a box. <laughs> yeah, that's great. The whole Christmas rapping thing he does is is just terrific. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other one, and I think she's more of a rock star too. I just want to say, but I think Debbie Harry was sure. one of the coolest ever, and of oh, course yeah. Madonna. Yeah. Uh you know how I feel about Madonna, but we, we won't get back into that. But you got to admit, Madonna took over the fashion world as, as well as her yeah. music. Oh yeah. Became big in movies. Um, she became much bigger than her music. Sure. And I think that is one of the the key signs of a true pop star when you go beyond your music absolutely yeah i mean michael jackson's certainly up there too he had definitely helped bring on a whole new style of the 80s and everything on his own too so it, it, when you yeah. when you influenced yeah yeah you influence a whole way that people dress and all of that i mean you're you're definitely you know way way up there as far as you know your cool factor and being influential and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, I don't think there any, there was anybody like Madonna, uh, except for one person who influenced the way girls dress. Uh, there was a uh, Pat Benatar. Sure. I think oh, yeah. she was huge. And oh, if you yeah. move outside of music before Madonna, there was people like Dorothy Hamill, you know, the oh, haircut yeah. and the look sure. and things like that. So yeah, but play, plenty of women our age, uh, had a Pat Benatar haircut back in the day. I'm yes, sure. yes, or, or, or Dorothy Hamilton. To your to your point. Yeah, I yeah. I, I, gave, I gave a drum lesson tonight, and uh, I was using uh, teaching uh, the lady who's my student um, how to use word association to figure out rhythm patterns. Mm. And there's a famous rhythm pattern called Pat Boom Debbie Boom, and uh, she had heard of it before prior to me teaching it to her. And you know, she took to it really well, learned really great. I just stopped. I thought, you know, I got to find some new people for my young students uh, because they're not going to have a clue who Pat Boone and Debbie Boone. <laughs> I got to come up with some names that they yeah. would be able to, to to remember. So I thought that was just kind of funny thinking about that. Like, this is a great lesson. It's all about word association. It's not about Pat Boone or Debbie Boone, but they're not going to relate to that. So, <laughs> nope. that's good. Okay, Fish. Now, I got a great story about uh, Gen X term. If we have time, we'll get back to it. But other than that, let's get on with some pop culture, brother. All right. Let's see a couple things here. So, we did have, uh, we, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, uh, the passing of Bob Doe earlier. We had a, uh, a passing of uh, a pop culture. I mean, he's not an icon per se, but definitely in our in our age group, we knew who he was. So Eddie Mecca, uh, sixty nine years of age, passed away recently. Famous for his role as Carmine Ragusa on the sitcom sitcom, excuse me, Laverne and Shirley, the mm. Big Ragu. So on the show, he was uh, Shirley's, uh, you know, I think maybe on again, off again boyfriend. Yes, uh, but you know. On the show, super talented, you know, very outgoing, charismatic, sang, danced, yes. uh, total Italian dude, uh, and I think he was. I think he was pretty much on that series almost yeah, the entire way. Well, Seventy six to eighty three. Yeah, go ahead. Iconic. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't use that word. With him. Right, right, right. Yeah, I was, was say close, but you he knew was who he was part of something that was iconic. That's true. That yes. show. Yes. Uh, me personally, he was the most annoying character on television. One of the most <laughs> annoying. Oh my gosh, with the singing, shut up already. Uh, he he really annoyed. That character annoyed me. But as I'm older, I appreciate him and what he did and being a part of that show. And I uh -huh. think I, I I as I'm older, I realized too what he did for Italian Americans, sure, or Italian people. Period. Uh, in in that show. So rest in peace, brother. 
Yep, absolutely. Okay, looking at uh, this day in pop culture history. Now, we're, we're shooting this on uh, Monday, December the 6th. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that caught my eye, there was a lot of historical things happen this day. We won't get into all that, but um, pop culture-wise, uh, this evening in 1964, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer debuted on NBC, and then it moved over to CBS in 1972. Mm. And I believe it's been on CBS every year ever since. So that's definitely one of these Christmas specials. I know as a kid that uh, I watched uh, every single year. I, I just purchased it uh, this year, actually, with a few other iconic Christmas specials of our you know, generation growing up that uh, were aired in the 60s originally here. But Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is certainly based on the, the song. They had a whole storyline around it with some interesting characters. You know, the land of misfit toys. You had the dentist. You had the abominable snowman. You had the... Uh, you know, the uh, uh, lumberjack guy and all kinds of stuff so anyway rudolph the Reindeer. keith was that one of your favorites or not so much or what's your take on rudolph or you know was that something you watched or what, what was your take on it to this day mm-hmm. um watching rudolph um and all their shows about him gives me a very special feeling yeah, it, it takes me back to being a child with my my sister and my nephews and nieces that I hold on to dearly. Yeah, um, the anticipation of Christmas, finding out what it meant to be family, us sitting there together watching that stuff, eating popcorn, and the characters on those shows were, you know, some of the greatest characters to this day. Who doesn't know? Uh, well, that should have been Rudolph, but he, like you know, it tra- the, the Heat Miser and all those others. But even with Rudolph and, and um Herbie that wanted to be a dentist, Herbie, Yukon Cornelius, that's it, Yukon yeah, Cornelius. Yeah, I mean, those ah, nothing. <laughs> that's right. You know, some of the greatest characters <laughs> that you just can't forget. I love those characters. Um. You know, uh, me being a devout Christian, there was always inference to a, 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 a Christ being born. Some people thought that Rudolph was a distraction to what the real meaning of Christmas was about to them. Uh, but I thought it tied in uh, uh, great with that. It was something to get the kids focused. I thought it could have done a lot better um, with that. But at least it gave a message about being different. Yeah. But being able to be worth something. And I, yeah. and I got, you got to respect that. That's a lesson that lasts to this day. You know, people laugh at you when you're different, but you know what? There's use for you. And when people need you, they seem to look past your differences and, 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 and celebrate you. So just be who you are. Don't ever be ashamed of who you are. Don't ever try to cover up who you are. And that message still rings true today. Yeah, that part's good. Well, the Rudolph's dad was a real jerk. Yeah, he was. He was a real jerk. Real a-hole on that show. Santa saw the uh, the specialness in uh, in Rudolph there. But yes, you're right. It, all those messages are very, very true. Yeah, and if I was Rudolph, I'd been like, punk, I just beat y'all's butt in all the competitions. Yep. What you laughing at, you know? Yep. Herbie became the dentist. Yukon Cornelia it was all a happy ending. And and what was what was Rudolph's girl's name? Oh, uh, shoot. I don't remember, but I, I picture I have I have ornaments of of them Gank. or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know who she reminds me of? Hmm. Uh, Jenny on Forrest Gump. Okay. Yeah. Right, now you right. want him? Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Another couple of Christmassy things that caught my eye here in uh, it's Air Airbnb is renting out a couple of a couple iconic Christmassy themed locations across the country here uh and this was just announced i saw the the home alone house so the actual McAllister house that was used in the movie airbnb announced wednesday last week it's renting out the iconic home from the 1990 film for one night only i can imagine the you know the bidding or whatever it was or not bidding but just the rush to try to get this for 25 bucks so starting on december the 7th 
So those who secure the stay at the home will be able to spend time there on December the 12th. So coming up here uh, at the end of this week, Saturday. No, Sunday. Sunday. Uh, guests will be welcomed by actor Devin Rattray, who played Kevin McAllister's older brother, Buzz. And uh, you, there's activities. You can set up like traps for people trying to wow. break in and stuff. You can do that. And then they're gonna they're gonna show the newest Home Alone film, Home Sweet Home Alone. Uh, they're gonna play that there as well. I think it's gonna be on that's gonna be on Disney Plus or Netflix or something like that. By the way, so that 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 was pretty cool. And also uh, the somebody made a Grinch rental out in Utah. So they took they made like a replica of the Grinch's yes. lair. Mm-hmm. Also on AB, Airbnb. That you can get into for fairly cheap, so I think it's more of a certainly it's it's definitely a publicity stunt for Airbnb because these locations are definitely making the news. Uh, but two iconic Christmassy themed locations that where you could go and stay. So uh, just thought that was pretty cool. And you know, if you could stay at one of these two locations or maybe another. Christmassy location like that. Would you have a preference between these two, or would you pick a different one if you could stay? Well, uh, first of all, like I want to say, uh, man, I'm all for making things affordable to the people. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like twenty five dollars is just going to cause a lot of problems. I, <laughs> I don't understand how that's going to work. It must just be maybe first come, first serve, or something like that. I don't know, but it's and you it's know how well sweet. we do in America with that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, um, I was thinking about this in, um, you know, uh, pre-production show here and I was really thinking about places I wouldn't mind like staying absorb it, you know, pieces mm-hmm. we watched on TV or in movies to be a yeah. part of it. It might necessarily be a Christmas theme to it. Sure. Okay. But I would love to be able to hang out in the Mayberry jail. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Sleep in, sleep in there like yeah, Otis. I would just love that. Spend a whole day there. Sweep up, answer the phones, go in the jail cell, <laughs> lock myself in the mm-hmm. whole nine yards. Yeah, and I would love to be in Fred Sanford's junkyard. <laughs> that would be cool to see. Yep. <laughs> Have Fred, yep. you know, make some breakfast in the kitchen. I think that would be very, very cool. Those are two places that come to my mind. Yeah, hang out with Fred and have. Make fun of you and all that type of stuff, yeah. and just the whole experience. Is that what it means? Like the whole experience, or are you just talking about the set? Like the, well, the actual. Fred's not there, but the set. The set, uh, okay. Be on the set and just kind of hang out. And yeah. Actually, live the experience, and of course, my number one place, without question, uh, put me on the bridge of the Enterprise. Yeah. I I would probably lose my mind. Oh, uh, the older next generation. I don't care. Um, that would be the ultimate for me. Yeah, that would be fun. Definitely next generation, yeah. Yeah, good stuff there. Good stuff mm-hmm. there. Uh, okay, let me think about a couple here. How about the, uh, you know, well, the McAllister house would be uh, incredible. I think that would yeah. be fun. Be Either one of those fun. locations would be fun anyway. Mm-hmm. The Grinch or this would be fun. I remember thinking as a kid, it's like, there's memes of this out there too, but it's like, what what do these people do for a living to where you could have a house that big and have all those kids and mm-hmm. travel to France that must have been a, a, a millionaire. You know, That's a anyway. really good point. Yeah. But places that I can think of, like the, the, the Brady house would be cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Who whole didn't love the Brady 60s house, and the, you know, all that. that would, yeah. Interesting my, location. Go ahead. When I was young, my mom worked for a house that was close to that. And I go in there, I just, I would just lose myself there, man. Yeah. I used to be so jealous of the, the, the son that they had there and the things that he had. But it was, yeah, Pretty House is a great choice. Yep. The Three's Company apartment. Oh, my. Yeah. Exactly as is. The whole <laughs> thousand percent 70s look. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. How about going on a cruise on the love boat? You that, know? Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, riding around in uh, the General E through, the, you know, Hazard County. Sure. That yeah. would be fun too. Good old stuff, man. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And then the uh, how about the Buck Rogers apartment on Buck Rogers in the 25th century, like the whole futuristic yeah, apartment, I that too but just much, with but the yeah. house plants and stuff like yeah. that. 
<laughs> we can go on and on with that stuff yeah here, we but could. yeah it was great stuff yeah all right pretty cool uh, um sorry get back to my notes here that's all right that was good uh okay a couple things coming up here that caught my eye that's uh be pretty uh you know pretty stoked is coming up in december the so it's going to be at Select Theaters, December the 10th, on Amazon Prime Video on December 21st, Being the Ricardos. So it's a new movie about uh, the story of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Nicole Kidman plays Lucille Ball, mm -hmm. and Desi is played by Javier Bardem. Okay. It's kind of a, a, you know, kind of a serious take on their relationship and you know, making the show and all that stuff. But uh, some big names in this, and I, at first I thought, <sighs> I can't really picture Nicole Kidman playing Lucille Ball, but when I see it, when I saw this most recent trailer, go check it out. I don't know, okay. it's, got me, it's got me interested in the whole story. Yeah. So the, the complexity of the relationship, and then Lucille Ball's story in general is pretty amazing. I mean, she, she had a fight to get this show on the air, and she was definitely influential on other shows. Uh, back then, but uh, yeah, check this out. Being the Ricardos. Okay, I, I would I'd be interested to see that. And I'm gonna say this, so don't don't reach through the screen and slap me. But mm -hmm. Lucille Ball is one of those people to me that, in her field, I hold her in the highest esteem. Mm -hmm. I recognize the greatness. <laughs> I just wasn't a fan. <laughs> okay. That's fine. This wasn't a fan. This wasn't a big fan. The show. I did watch the show for a while when I was younger. Sometimes she just kind of annoyed me a little bit. As yeah. I got older, I really appreciated, you know, her being the first to do so many things and, and the way she did it and the way she gave herself to, to her comedy and, and I respect all that, but just wasn't a big fan. Okay. I think actually I read she was influential in getting Star Trek on the air, if I'm not mistaken. Really? That'd be interesting yeah. to read about. Yeah okay i caught this today as well so uh new trailer come out for don't look up also in select theaters december 10th and on netflix december 24th uh so adam mckay has skewered the global financial meltdown uh let's see here so jennifer lawrence leonardo dicaprio star in this thing they play astronomers who try to sound the alarm about a comet approaching the earth Mm. And the staggering supporting cast includes Meryl Streep as the president, uh, Jonah Hill, Timothy Chalamet, and Kate Blanchett. So it's like a dark comedy. It looks like today. So they're they're trying to get people to understand there's a comet coming in this world of you know talk shows and everything else, and people aren't taking them seriously, and they're trying to get the story out there. It looked pretty amazing so you, boy you had me till you said comedy i was like man this would be great drama it looks like a dark comedy sort <laughs> yeah, of okay yeah don't right, look up for that and then finally coming up in decent well we know spider-man's coming out we've talked about that a few oh, times yeah. no way home looks absolutely incredible uh, a and, week from and, and friday I, trust me i know uh the people who are producing this movie the trailers have, are as incredible as they look. They are holding back so much. It's going to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been reading up on it. There's so much involved in this. Um, the the, the uh, addition of characters from the other Spider-Man movies, the Tobey Maguire series. Uh, man, this is going to be something. Multiple universes colliding. Yeah. Awesome. Looks terrific. Anyway, yeah. And it looks like they took the story from in, in the comics, actually. So in the civil, the, the comic book series civil war which you have not read that go check that out out there so that's what loosely uh, the uh, civil war movie was loosely See, based I keep on hearing that and i'm confused i it must be a new civil war series yeah I, I collected back in the day and i have the seven war seven book series uh civil wars it was marvel civil wars and mm -hmm. in that series it was about uh there was a presence in Central Park that alerted all the superheroes in New York. Spider-Man sensed it. He showed up. The Avengers, their alarm went off. They showed up. The Fantastic Four showed up. 
I mean, everybody showed up. Every superhero in Marvel Universe showed up. And when they all got there, they all disappeared. Central Park disappeared. You're thinking, you know what you're thinking of? Secret Wars. Secret Wars! Thank you! Okay, thank you. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Okay. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense now. One of the best, but yeah, one of the best ultimate. Oh, first, gosh. That, so what, make that a movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they keep talking about maybe doing something with that, but uh, yeah, that's where Spider-Man got his the black suit that became Venom mm -hmm. on that. It was a whole okay, thing. Okay, that's but, what I'm thinking. Secret Wars. Yeah. Yep, okay. That's okay. But the uh, Civil War in the comic series was, again, it was sort of based on the Captain America uh, th Civil War movie, the third Captain right. America, where... Yes. Yeah, the government wanted the, the, the heroes to unmask. Right, if they wanted register. To continue. Yeah. yeah, and register. And in the, in the comic series, Peter Parker stepped up and unmasked himself as Spider-Man, mm -hmm. which drastically changed his life. And they Absolutely. ran with that for a while in the comics. Uh, and Spider-Man's life was threatened all the time. And a, I think the writers had to step back and say, is this what we're going to do with Spider-Man for the rest of our lives? Is he's gonna... So they, had to, they wanted to go back and reset that. So they yeah. came up with the same storyline. Yep, that's what they do. Well, Peter Parker went to see Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. and Doctor Strange in the comics did cast the spell that made everybody forget that he was uh, Peter Parker, and it worked out fine in the comics. But obviously, they took that storyline yes. and twisted it for the upcoming movie here, and, and it didn't go quite as well. But yeah, it looks very great. great. And finally, Matrix Resurrections uh, comes out in December, so it's the fourth in the Matrix series with Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are back. Uh, it's going to be in theaters and on HBO Max on a, a great day in human history, December 22nd. Your birthday. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> one day after our, I think it was one day after our buddy Mike Skinner's birthday. This is the 19th. 19th. 19th, yes. yeah, a couple days afterwards, yeah. So a day that shall live in infamy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the day the sun stood still. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if I'm that excited about the Matrix Resurrection. I mean, I like I like Keanu Reeves at almost so anything. I'm glad you said that. You know, but I'm like, eh, did they, is I, it you know necessary? What, I mean, I Fish, know. I'm so glad you said yeah. that. I'm going to tell you yeah. why and see yeah. if you're like what I'm thinking. I don't want to see Old Hat. Yeah. You had three movies. If you give us Old Hat again, I hate to see it. When The Matrix came out, it was revolutionary. Yes. We had never seen the, you know, the fight scene and all that stuff. And everybody's copied it ever since. So yeah. unless you're going to come out with something new that we've never seen, just don't do it. If they come I, out with old hat, I'm going to be really disappointed. I think the premise is that I, I, I just Neil Patrick Harris is in it, uh, but I think it's something along the lines where Morbius is. He's just he's not sure if or Morpheus. I said Morbius. I'm looking at yes, Morbius right. as another movie. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, it is. Morpheus. I I don't know if he's starting to question. Did this really happen or not? I think there's something along that line. I'm yeah, I'm sure. really holding back. You know, I got reservations about this. I hope it's great, and I hope it gives us something. We, there's certain movies right now, if you can't keep coming up with something new because what you did changed everything, then don't bother. I am really skittish about the new Avatar. But they claim that we're going to see something we've never seen before. So I'm kind of, I don't want to see that. And I think it's going to have to do with in water, but that's what they say. So we'll see. Even the first one wasn't that great, to be honest. Really? I, I thought that, it was phenomenal. The effects were good. 3D was spectacular. But I'm like, is the story any good? I'm like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. The effects are great. I don't know. That's just me. All right. Well, I think we we'll have to get back to you. I like I like your topic of the Gen X uh, terms. Oh, that'll wait. That'll to, keep. Yeah. Put it in the oven. Yeah. Yeah. So let's save that for another time here because we are right at about the top of the hour, my friend, my brother. All right. Well, so home, bro. Yep. So we thank you for tuning in for another episode of uh, It Came from Gen X. Uh, new episodes post every week again on your favorite podcast platforms on wmvu.org and on video on our YouTube channel. So check us out there. Again, just find us very easily on our Linktree account. Linktree, it came from Gen X, or our website, it came from Gen X.
www.wordpress.com. If you want to hear us talk about some stuff, you want to comment on the show, mm-hmm. you want to tell us we're terrible, you want to tell us we're decent. Where I could get a good colonic. We get a good colonic. He hasn't found one yet in this in the Northeast <laughs> Ohio area. Email the show. It came from GenX330 at gmail.com. Comment on our Facebook page. Comment on our website. Love to hear from you out there. Love to hear from our German friend or friends out there as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. So appreciate your support and look for another episode next week. Stay strong. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Gen X. Jenner and Marcy, love you. 